To hear the full episode, become a patron at patreon.com slash deathpanelpod. Every once in a while, this weird thing happens where we do an episode and then later in the day, news breaks and whatever our discussion was in the morning is still highly relevant and applicable to whatever eventually <laughs> happens later in the afternoon. Yeah. And yeah. uh, are events real anymore? I'm just, you know, <laughs> yes. asking for a friend. Yeah, just just uh, um, go on Yahoo and answers and be like, is manifesting real? If I say stuff on my podcast, does it happen in real life? What <laughs> do can, I do? It can only qualify as an event if the event occurred over the course of at least 15 minutes within two feet. <laughs> That's true. Yes. <laughs> so just, you know, basic phenomenology. Right. Um you know, just ask the CDC, right? Yeah. So after our main feed episode last Thursday, this happened again. In that episode, we dressed down Glenn Greenwald and we made fun of the absolutely embarrassing piece that he wrote and the video that he did trying to make cost benefit analysis sound like a cool and vaguely left political tool. But uh, more importantly, I mean, that conversation wasn't really about Glenn. He could have been anyone and we would have come for them in the grand scheme of things. Like, our discussion was more about his argument, which was actually we haven't done cost benefit analysis enough. And this is why the pandemic response is so bad and things are still fucked up and people are dying. And like clockwork, as if you needed any more concrete evidence that cost benefit analysis is the love language of capitalism, as already <laughs> is editing on Thursday, news breaks of the Supreme Court's decision to strike down the very meager extension to the eviction moratorium made by the CDC only weeks ago on August 3rd because it's hurting landlords a little too much yeah the balance of equities we we have to consider the landlords um and also just like the the ruling is it's it's so amazing it's just like this shadow docket ruling it's obvious that they didn't engage with they like the if you need any like proof to like seal the deal on the court being a completely illegitimate and irredeemable institution <laughs> like just like they, they don't even consider like any of the like arguments of the lawyers like why why should they right it doesn't matter uh they're like the idea that like yeah this is like deeply embedded in the public health service act the cdc can do this they don't care uh just like not even something they're worth like you know they see like worth uh tangling with and so yeah this is the you know this is what happens when there's no consequences for your actions like they don't see any prospect of like retaliation or getting their wings clipped by the democratic party even though that's something democrats like ostensibly should be doing uh but they're not worried about that they're not worried about like um any sort of upheaval or like just refusal to like accept their decisions this is the hallmark of a, a completely legitimate institution it doesn't even care that it looks illegitimate <laughs> well yeah and i mean what's especially fucked up or what was i think especially fucked up about this decision uh, other than the obvious consequences is that i mean as we talked about when the eviction moratorium expired in uh you know at the end of july this scenario where they the supreme court essentially did have their hand forced to in fact say like look in fact we are a political institution we are going to intervene on the part of landlords and property and capital like they almost didn't even have to do that because the biden administration was going to just take their the supreme court's like 
signals to them that they would do something like this as though they had just gone ahead and, and done it. So I just do want to put, I, I do want to just at least mention at the top, I think it's really important context to remember that like this, this, this thing almost didn't even fucking happen. Right. Right. Cause yeah. the, 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 the pressure, <laughs> the pressure exerted that you're talking about politically on something like the court or on, uh, or towards something like the extension of the eviction moratorium was, you know, at least from the mainstream Democratic Party, so like nothing, basically, as to the point that we almost didn't get this horrible document. (laughs) Right. And this document is truly a treasure of uh, prose and really an accomplishment of the English language, I'd say. And we'll we'll talk in depth, actually, about this decision. The case is called Alabama Association of Realtors versus Department of Health and Human Services. The kind of matchup that you look at and you're like, that's going to be great. That's awesome. That's absolutely a lawsuit that should Only be happening. Only good things can emerge from this. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, you know, all, I've always wanted to see a bunch of realtors sue the public health department. But, you know, the opinion itself actually actually reads less like a court opinion and more like an op-ed in the Atlantic where the author is just, you know, innocently asking the question of what if society valued the property of landlords more than the tenants living inside. To hear the full episode, become a patron at patreon.com slash deathpanelpod. You'll get access to this and the rest of our catalog of patron-only episodes. And be the first to get a new patron episode every Monday when it drops. With love, the death panel.